Hi, welcome to Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher, a show where a comedian talks to his yoga teacher over a hot beverage of sorts. Not always coffee in reality, because caffeine messes with my head a bit. Um, Should we get on with it then? Here is the show. I used to do a variety of things, and one of them was pest control. And pest control is really interesting, because you find out loads of stuff about the evolution of insects and things. This is amazing, like bed bugs have got some sensor in them or something so they can detect the levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere so that they know when someone's in a deeper sleep so they can come out and bite them. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. And they could basically live for six months without anything. Like if they sort of like, or like the eggs or whatever, (laughs) they won't hatch unless they know that there's like a food source nearby. So even if you vacate a property for six months with bed bugs in it, it's still not sorted out. Oh my god! Because they've just been—they've just evolved to such a state, a, a yeah. state where they, you know, give themselves the best chance of procreating, and which is what we all want to do, of course. Dorm mice do something similar, don't they? They—they they hibernate, and they can hibernate for over a year. They wake up, and if they decide that there isn't enough like stuff on the tree, they'll have a look around, and then they just go back to sleep. If they decide there's not going to be enough food that year, they just tell by the weather or whatever, <laughs> and then they think, "Ah, oh, I'll just go back to sleep. Try again next spring." And then they just go to sleep for a year. I wish we could have done that, like, this time last year. That would have been great. Yeah, we're asking everyone to just hibernate for the year. We'll wake you up when there's a vaccine. (laughs) You know Happy Baby Pose? You've heard of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure I'm ever doing that right. Okay. So, (laughs) I'll tell you what I'm concerned about. Do my shoulder blades and my hips need to be grounded when I'm doing that? Yeah. Yeah? Because yeah. I'm not sure I can get them both to the floor. I think one of them's... I think usually my shoulders end up sort of hovering a bit when I'm holding my leg or foot. Right. So, 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 I, so I normally try to say, you know, hug your knees in towards your chest. So that then you're in a little ball, but your head and shoulders always stay down on the floor. So we're not, we're not tight. We're never tight in that pose. But you're not snug. You're just like the knees are in towards the chest. And then you let you bring the feet up and hold behind the knees. But you keep the knees exactly where they're at. So the, he- the, so the upper body hasn't changed. Okay. And then you take them wide. And that's your happy baby. So my hands don't need to be on my feet then, do they? No. No, not at all. No, I would only say to take your hands to your feet if your arms are long enough to reach your feet without changing anything. So if just straightening your arms means you could grab your feet, then you could take that variation. But to be honest, that's really that's some really deep hip flexion. <laughs> you know, the knee has to be nearly against your chest to to unless you have really long arms. So I think that's what's happening. I think when I'm reaching up for my feet, I think my shoulders are then coming off the, the, the ground. Yeah, I wouldn't and... I wouldn't bring your shoulders up. I just hold behind the knees. You just feel like it should be a really easy thing to do. If babies can do it, well... (laughs) Babies are a lot more flexible than us. Yeah, and they can swim, (laughs) can't they, as well? Babies can't swim. Yeah, they can. No, they can't. Sure they can. (laughs) What? Next next baby you come across, chuck them in a lake. (laughs) No, (laughs) do not chuck babies in a lake. (laughs) That'll be fine, honestly. This is new. I, I'm, I've never heard of a baby being able to swim. They can do. Have you never seen, you never seen the cover of Nevermind? He's got floaties on, doesn't he? No, he's Oh, no, he swimming. doesn't. You're right. He doesn't have floaties on, does yeah, he? Can... Oh, creepy picture. No. <laughs> Babies can't swim. They can swim. <laughs> they just, they, they can swim. Like, when they're newborn, they can swim. But then they very quickly, I think, stop being able to do it. Do you mean, like, 
Like, my dad always said that if you blow in a baby's face, they'll hold their breath. Like, they have natural reactions to not breathing. So do you mean, like, they can swim as in they can hold their breath and paddle around or wiggle or... Because they're not going to consciously make the decision to move to the surface and take a breath, surely. I don't know, but they can sw- I'm sure they can swim. <laughs> like, if you dangle a, a dollar bill into a swimming pool, then I think they, I think they chase it. <laughs> this is... I don't think anyone is allowed to test this theory, and that's why you must have done it once. (laughs) That's someone whose career peaked too early, that baby. I mean, (laughs) they're never going to top that, are they? That's a great album, though. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I heard that was on a coach trip to France, and the guy next to me had it on his Walkman or Discman and was like, do you want to hear this? And I was like, wow. Like, it was just... (laughs) I mean, I was, yeah, the defining sort of... That is Nirvana, isn't it? Yeah. I know, I remember the picture, but that, that does go with the Nirvana, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm yeah, Just making yeah. sure I'm not connecting with another band. It's very rare that I can remember the first time I heard, like, yeah. a piece of music and it's really, like, a seminal, like, nothing was the same again. You know? Oh, that's great. Do you like Nirvana with your shouty yeah. sort of... You like that sort yeah, of thing, sure, don't you? Sure. All that rah, rah, rah stuff. I remember <laughs> yeah. the first time I listened to Nightwish... And this was a long time ago, so they still had their opera singer. I don't even know who they are. Nightwish. No. Yeah. they. Um, like I said, now they don't have an opera singer. But originally, their main singer, she was an opera singer. So she, she sang lovely, gorgeous, operatic style music over top of the kind of folk metal. It's really moving. It's epic. It's okay. when, you know, it's like epic style music. You know, like when you're like, whoa. All right. Not not some music you dance to. <laughs> right. I don't know what that is, so maybe I'll look it up. I remember the first time I heard Nightwish, though, because that was similar. It was like one of my friends was like, here, I burnt you a CD. And I was like, oh, wow, listen to all this music. This is great. <laughs> Music's good. Yeah. I felt like they all went out growing up. I think all my friends and all my friends' families, like they all, especially because I was homeschooled. My, my mom did loads of stuff with us, don't get me wrong, but just music just wasn't, because obviously they didn't have a passion for it. It wasn't something they tried to pass on to us. But, like, I was definitely the odd one out. Like, all my friends have music things, and I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, you know, sometimes I, I like listening to the radio. I like certain songs, you know, ones you can sing around, sing along to or dance or whatever. But, like, that wasn't the, the scope of my music appreciation in my teen years, I think, you know, which is a bit... I want to say shallow, but that makes it sound mean. But you know what I mean? It was it just wasn't very it wasn't very deep appreciation, mm-hmm. was it? It's just like, yeah, radio. <laughs> <laughs> just got captured by it, you know, like I feel like when you I don't make myself sound special as in like I was like left out of everything and like music became my friend or that sort of thing. But you, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you just I don't know. You talk you listen to songs about being a loser and you think oh it's another loser i'll uh, <laughs> 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 I feel pretty, hey i'm a loser too i feel pretty com- comforted by it and, you know, it's stupid isn't it? yeah but the best music and stuff and is written like as you when you're a teenager is like stuff that you know angry people that feel left out because that's what you feel like that and you're like oh it's not just me yeah yeah so i never liked pop music I mean, I like some pop music, like, but more so now than I did then. Like, yeah. some like Madonna's got some bangers, and <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, the pop music was awful anyway. It's like the Spice Girls and stuff. I did go through a Spice Girls phase because all American girls went through a Spice Girls phase. I think I don't think it's okay to like the Spice Girls. I never. <laughs> But I did always hate them, even when I was like, I don't know, eight or ten or whatever the hell I was when they were about. 
and and I am moaning about how much I hated them to like a friend of mine at school who secretly liked them, oh, yeah. and eventually he came out and said, oh, "I've got something to tell you. I actually do quite like the Spice Girls." And I was just like, "No, this is just, so, so just what, me." What, then. What, did you have any reasoning behind it? Because obviously, it's young to you, you were young to have reasons. If that makes sense, sometimes we just don't like things. So we don't like them, which is fine. <laughs> But I mean, I just saw through their bullshit. (laughs) It's not really girl power, is it? They voted for the Conservative government in 1997 as well. And you knew that when you were 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're talking about the audition thing I did. Is there any point talking about that? Talking about what? My audition. Oh, yeah, how did it go? I don't know how it went. Well, I mean, how do you feel your recordings went? How about that? I don't know. I just don't know why I've been asked to to do it, to be honest. I mean, this must be the first time it's happened in a couple of years. Mm. Very, very periodically, I get asked if I do an audition for something. And I'm never really... I mean, I, I said I don't want to do adverts, so I never get put forward for adverts. So that's that's a big thing that's cast. I would have thought they would go for actors, not comedians. If you just want someone in your advert, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand why they... Maybe they think comedians have got range or something. I don't, oh, maybe. I don't think of the adverts being especially funny. I mean, I don't watch adverts anyway. I mean, this is one of the best things about being able to pause live TV. Is yes. just being able to like start something a little bit late yes. by pausing it. And then when the adverts are on, fast-forwarding, or when the adverts are on, pausing, going to do something for a couple of minutes, make yep. tea, whatever, just like... Pausing live TV has been an amazing thing, I think. Me too. Brilliant. I bet the people who are advertising don't agree, but... <laughs> no, well, s- screw them. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not after their work anyway. I don't want their dollar. I love watching snooker on double speed or something sometimes. <laughs> just, like, pause it so I can miss some boring bits. Just watch it twice twice as, you know, twice the speed. And, uh, there you yeah, go. It's great. I love it. I feel like I'm saving time. Like, I'm in credit and everything. I've done that with some of my catch-up classes. When I've done some of my online classes, I've missed them, and then I load them back up. And then the other day, I was like, oh, God, it's so slow. And then I went, wait a minute. And then I changed the speed of the recording to be like twice the speed, and then everyone was talking really, really fast. It was great. I was like, ha You didn't do the class at the same speed as that, did you? Like, if you want to do a faster yoga class, you could just do... <laughs> just do my class, but put it up one and a half. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm doing one of your gentle classes, I can make it a proper vinyasa class. <laughs> Turn an hour gentle class yeah. into a 30-minute vinyasa flow. 30-minute <laughs> <A> hell. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would work, though, because your breathing would be like... <laughs> we'll see about that. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, dear. I once got asked to do something, and I don't know what the advert was for, but I was really angry about it because it was to be the part of a... 30 year old loser guy that still lives in his parents like spare room and plays computer games all the time oh and i was like the email just made me so angry because i guess obviously it's from some casting director and they were saying Mm. oh we think peter will be absolutely perfect for this and i was just like you can he'd be perfect to play this virgin I just got so f- angry about it, and I thought, even if they pay you good money for it, I don't want that out there. Like, I, I, mm. I don't want to be like playing towards. I mean, I'm self-deprecating as an act, but I'm in control of it. Like, I'm not giving it away to someone else to make a mockery of mm. the way I look. I don't even think. I, I think I'm quite cool in real life, but yeah, you didn't even laugh at that, so you agree. <laughs> no, I do <laughs> but, agree. You're quite cool in real life. I was just thinking. I was wondering around the context of why they wanted this <laughs> loser that lives in their parents' basement. So 
the other two parts I've been asked to audition for are for kids kids TV role things. And one of them I don't think ever got made, but I was rubbish at it. And this one is I'm also going to be rubbish at it. But I have done I have done a video audition where I had to read three scenes out, and it's for the part of a someone that's dead. It's like a skull. I've got prominent cheekbones, so maybe I would look quite good as a skull. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. It won't. It won't happen. But well, not with it, that attitude. Well, I've done it now, so I don't believe in free will, do I? So <laughs> it's just like it's going to happen. It's going to happen, or it's not. So I've done what I was always going to do, and you know, no, if they sounds, want you, they want you. Well, hopefully, yeah. We'll see what happens. Sounds like fun, though. When you look at stuff you wrote a long time ago. I don't know, you start seeing it differently and you kind of fix it a bit because if you're working on something for a while, you get this tunnel vision Mm. where uh, you just need to give yourself distance and then you suddenly realise what's wrong with it, usually. Mm. Just fresh eyes, basically. So I've been doing a lot of that, feeling like I've fixed stuff, but then it'll turn out that I haven't and it's Mm. still rubbish. Well, it's like you said, anytime you look at something, you... You can you can always redo things over and over and over again, can't you? And change it, yeah. change it, and tweak it here, and tweak it there, and tweak it here, and then at some point you're going to have to say it's done. <laughs> Someone I thought it was Leonard Cohen that said it, but it might have actually been Da Vinci who said that art is never finished; it's only abandoned. <laughs> That's a good phrase. I, like I think it. it's not that you don't care; it's just like you just have to draw a line at some point mm. and say, "Yeah, it's as good as it was." going to be i mean that's kind of what i feel like with any writing even if it's like not necessarily art and you read it you know like if you're going to send an email and then you write it and you think oh, i'll just change that word oh, i'll just change that oh, i'll just reword that a little bit differently oh I'll just before you know it, you spend like an hour on one email that just says oh thanks very much bye <laughs> you know like i've thought about writing a book um i'm in no rush because i read a lot of fantasy I've got a million stories around, rolling around in my head and some of them connect and some of them don't. So that's one of my dreams. Maybe when I'm 40, I'll sit down and I'll write a book and I'll have to get a couple of my friends to read it because I'm crap at that, you know. If you need it gagged up, let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've also thought about doing stuff about yoga, but I have held back a little bit because I find that I'm still really growing. So even though I've been teaching for quite a while, I still find that I'm learning new things and I'm changing my mind about certain things. And I and like, oh, I might find something that I taught a while back and decide like I don't like the way I was teaching that and I might completely let that go and teach it a completely different way. So I'm hesitant to write like a yoga book either because I feel like I'm not quite there yet to really cement that into but then on like on the other side there's a chance that you'd write a book and nothing would ever happen. <laughs> well, most people that write books, nothing happens. Exactly. Most people that write a song, it doesn't get in the charts, does it? So you have to write for yourself. So it's it's fine if you want to do that. But you have to make sure you're doing that because you want to and that you're and maybe something will come out of it. But if it doesn't, you, like you're saying, you're not attaching your happiness to that. So. so like in the next four years, I'll be a senior yoga teacher, cross fingers, because that requires hours of teaching rather than years. And they don't even need to be good hours to they? Just... <laughs> well, <laughs> every experience is a learning experience. <laughs> But I feel like in the ne- within the next four years, quite a bit of steadily change will happen. And then I would be really happy to take on some other things, some new things, you know, like a project, like maybe trying to do a book or, you know, working with a studio. Our, our book. Or, <laughs> our book. Oh, no. <laughs> this is going to be weird. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if it gets made into a kid series, maybe I could play something in it. I, I d- well, uh, no. No. <laughs> 
I don't right. think it would be made into a kids series. <laughs> Do you read much fantasy? Uh, no, not really. No, I mean, I've read like Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings, basically. Any um, C.S. Lewis? When I was a kid, I used to read them, and then when I reread it when I was older, mm. I was quite angry about how much he'd ripped off the Bible. Mm. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Nah, I'm gonna stop doing this." Because it is just completely an allegory, isn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I've got my bookshelf above me, yeah, and I'm trying to just think, is there anything that is fantasy? I quite like it because I feel like I can lose myself completely in it. Like, it's completely fake. There's no real aspect. I mean, other than, like, emotions and humans or something, you know, there's no real connection to the real world, and I feel like that's that's really nice. I really like that escape. Do you read Terry Pratchett's books? Cause people I like haven't, them, they? but they are on my list when yeah. I finish The Wheel of Time. I think I would probably read some Terry Pratchett mm. because I feel what I've read about them feels like it might be sort of like I might, but there's just so much of it as well. I sort of mm. I find that quite daunting. So if you've, someone's written like forty books, you're like, oh god. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm I'm in two minds about it. I think that if one if one world it doesn't necessarily have to be one story, but if one world has a lot of books, that actually appeals to me because I feel like it's never going to end. And that would be nice. Do you know, actually, I felt really, like, the last time I watched the Lord of the Rings films a few years ago, mm-hmm. I felt so sad at the end <laughs> of the third one. Not because I was so caught up in the emotion mm. of the actual ending. Because that film's got about five endings anyway, the last Lord of the Rings films. It's ridiculous. It just blacks out and then, oh, there's more. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just... Uh, the ending of a saga just sometimes makes me feel really sad that mm. it's that it's like that's closed now and I have to start it all over again. Oh, and yeah. I have had and I have had that feeling several times when I finished something. I, like when I finished something that's been I mean it took me years to watch The West Wing, for example, and when I finally mm. got to the end of that, I was like, Oh, that's gone now. That's like it was mm. that's now I've got to find something else to fill this emptiness in my life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what I should do is I should just never, ever watch the final episode <laughs> of things or just um, never read the final pages of, like, stuff I really like. I don't know, though, but I think, like, I think the idea of something ending, even though it's really sad, it's really realistic, isn't it? Especially with books, they tend to end when someone dies, don't they? Rather, that's they die of old age or whatever, but, yeah, like, they, they tend to end... Well, I suppose, especially with fantasy books, they tend to end when when it ends. There's nothing else that could possibly happen kind of thing. That's when it ends. And if there's something else that could happen, it's not over yet. So just hang on. <laughs> but, yeah, I know what you mean. I always feel like it kind of triggers a bit of a nostalgia almost or something. Like you feel like that's gone and you're never going to get it back. Because you can't read it for the first time again. You could reread mm. it, but you can't read it for the first time because that's already happened. It, it kind of reminds you of like when you when you think about going home or something and it's like oh well home is a time not a place so when you go home it's not really home you know you go back and it's like oh yeah well this this is the cinema that I went to as a teenager but mm, things are different and people are different it's it's that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. I definitely felt that with Lord of the Rings because it all came out while I was a teenager so it was massive absolutely massive you know, people would go and see it in the cinema multiple times, not just like three yeah. or four, but like 20, 30 times, going to see it at midnight. And... We did that for the first one. Not, I didn't do it for the second and third so much, but the first one. In fact, one of the times I went to go and see it was because my friend got asked out on a date by a girl and he didn't really want to go out of her, so he invited <laughs> me. 
and pretended that he didn't think that she'd asked him on a date. And I didn't clock until like halfway through the film. And I was like, hmm, weird that I'm sitting between these two and she's looking upset. And, you know. Oh my gosh, that's so mean. It is mean, isn't it? Mean for you. I mean, like, he was being mean to you and her. No, he's a despicable person. I think we're still friends, but, um, yeah. Oh, what a shame. I'm friends, most of the friends I've made over the years have been despicable people that are actually nice, really, but they are terrible people. (laughs) The other day I did a a Zumba class on YouTube, so nothing fancy. Not, oh, so not, no one was not a live no, thing. No, was not live. No, no, no. Um, just on YouTube, just dancing around, wanted to have fun, wanted to get my heart rate up. Because I just realized, like, it's been ages and I haven't really probably had a proper cardio workout in a, quite a long time. <laughs> so I thought, let's dance. So I turned on, like, <laughs> and I've never done Zumba before in my life. So I turned this Zumba class on and was like, right, I'm going to do this 110%, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, so focused on this man and in the video trying to copy what he's doing. And then I literally remember going, all right, we must be near the end now. (laughs) And I paused it and it was only six minutes. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) How did that happen? So basically the class near killed me. Was it an hour? No, it was only 23 minutes, something like that. Uh, Okay, right. But it was fun and it's what I wanted. What I wanted to get out of it was just to move. So I was happy. Like I wasn't like embarrassed by the fact that I can't dance. I know I can't dance. Or sing. Now you know why I'm not an actress. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just thought it was a lot of fun. But I just remember I was so concentrated the whole time. And I haven't been that concentrated on something like that, like how to move, in such a long time. Because I just haven't done anything new. And it was actually really fun just to be a beginner again, you know. Like if you'd never been to a yoga class before and then you went to one very few things would have to go wrong or or a lot would have to go wrong for you to say that it was a bad class. You wouldn't judge the teacher as being good or bad if you'd only ever been to one class with one teacher. Mm. You'd just be like, okay, that's yoga, you know? And I just think that that mindset is so, it's so, it's a little bit liberating or whatever, you know, if you just say like, oh yeah, that's what that is. That's what that is without any sort of judgment. It's quite nice, really. There's no need to make an opinion about something is basically it isn't it because you're naive (laughs) (laughs) kind of (laughs) but i just think in general it's more just like deciding that you don't have to decide so you you can suspend judgment i suppose is what you it's it's quite a peaceful thing like there's no need to decide if something's good or bad you don't have to decide that but also on the other side you to some extent you you don't you shouldn't like it's not for you to judge especially people (laughs) Mm. unless you're an expert and that is what you do and whatever you know whatever field you're working on then then maybe you could say oh i'll critically analyze this but other than that there's not really it's just you might as well just step back completely from that and that's a is that a lesson for life then yeah you think (laughs) absolutely you should come at a lot of things with that beginner's mindset so that you I can... couldn't do that with stand-up comedy at all. I <laughs> no, I maybe not with stand-up. I couldn't be like, oh, that's actually good when it's just like no one's <laughs> laughing and it's just hack boring stuff. I couldn't be like, I couldn't be like who am I to judge? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's something with a definitive sort of... I mean, that's not... No, in fact, everything you just said is rubbish. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just shooting from the, shooting from the hip here. 
and just like being devil's advocate or just messing about <laughs> or just having a conversation. Don't take anything I say seriously. But I sort of think some sometimes it's like, you know, things are a matter of taste, aren't they? Mm. And, you know, who are you to say that if something is not to your liking that it's rubbish? You can't yeah. say that. You yeah, can yeah. you can only really say it's not for me. Like I do not watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. No. Okay. That may be a massive shock to any listeners, but I think probably if you asked me what I thought of it, I'd say it was rubbish. But in some ways, like, who am I to say that? Because it's clearly not for me, is it? Yeah. Because there's clearly enough people in the UK for that to be an enormous success. It's the biggest comedy show on television, like it or not. So I can't really say it's rubbish. But there will be stuff that is genuinely rubbish that nobody will like. And you would and we'd all have a right to say that that is bad comedy because no one has ever laughed at it and no one has, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, subject, yeah. so I do agree with subjectivity to some extent, but I do agree that there's a standard. In yeah, well, I mean, that's well, like so. saying, I mean, that's like saying if you were going to, so my idea is like coming from a beginner's mindset, like if you were, if, if you'd never had an orange before in your life and then someone gave you a piece of orange, you wouldn't just shove a big massive piece in your mouth. You'd be like, what is it? And then you kind of like take a little taste and they'd be like, eh and then take a bigger bite and then you'd try it but if someone gave you some poo and told you to eat it you'd be like "Mm -mm. (laughs) there's the line there because it's not edible it's not food (laughs) so to some extent that's not a fair if you've never seen poo before no your body would tell you not to eat it it would be dangerous yeah yeah, you would get instinctual reactions to not to eat that yeah absolutely Mm mm-hmm Okay. Yeah, so I just mean is like there's there's always going to be something that stops you at some point where there's a line that you just don't cross. But if it's the first time you've ever seen something or the first time you've ever tasted something, you would come at it from a like, what's it like? And then maybe step back and then you would either make a judgment or not. And if it was the first time you've ever had any orange, you can't say all oranges are bad because you've tried one. What if that one was rotten? Or what if it wasn't very sweet? But then what will happen is you'll become, you'll eat a lot of oranges or do a lot of Zumba or watch a lot of comedy and then you'll become very jaded as to what's good and what's bad and your standards will change. And So you won't have the naive joy of like, wow, it's an orange for the first time. But you can eat a very, very average orange early on in your orange eating life and think it's amazing. <laughs> but you know your perception and judgment will change after a period of time when you're more experienced with oranges mm. and there will come a time when only the best oranges are <laughs> the, the ones for you and what's wrong with that that's just the way things work like if i used to like peter k when i was younger mm. right but i don't now because i feel like you know it's not comedy that excites me at all it's, uh, maybe i would have liked mrs brown's boys when i was i don't know seven yeah but <laughs> you know i'm just jaded to it now yeah but i think the problem is is you can get like you're saying like maybe you, you decide as you grow older what you like and what you don't like based on your experiences but what's surely there's a point then that you feel like you've experienced so much that you're just sick of it all you know what yeah, i mean well that's definitely happens with comedy because there's not very much i like now and, and i watch yeah. audiences enjoy it and i think well you know i, I can see what's coming a mile off and I, mm. so many jokes seem really obvious to me mm. and you might you might get that when you watch other people doing yoga classes i don't know you're probably watching it in a different way to a student yeah would, and specifically with yoga i can't help but think about like how I would teach it in a sense or something a little bit. I try not to, obviously, when I'm participating in a class, but you can't help but think like, you know, that's not very clear or, but you know, those little kind of like little just 
almost like we were saying before about not being able to control your thoughts i'll let it go i don't necessarily stand up and go excuse me (laughs) you've done it all wrong (laughs) i would never do anything like that but you can't help it if thoughts come in that you think you know and and to be honest i do that for myself if i end up actually watching any of the recordings that i teach i would have the exact same thoughts when i'm watching myself oh that wasn't very clear or oh i mumbled a bit then or whatever do the same thing and uh, but but of course you'll know as well like your students and anyone in an audience will not really care they'll Mm. say oh that was really good they won't think of the two or three things you messed up but they'll be the only things you think about (laughs) well i tend not to be bothered by stuff like that to be well good for you but that's for me that's what happens i know a lot of people really stick on those things but unless I really screw up I tend not to let that kind of thing bother me Uh, so I guess what you're saying it's quite nice to go in with sort of a beginner's naivety and stuff like that but I don't know it's like looking back and losing your virginity again isn't it (laughs) it's like you know you didn't know any better did you if you look back now you'd think oh it's awful oh dear that's what you're going to be thinking about when you look at that Zumba class (laughs) if you get really good at Zumba you're thinking this guy is just does not know what he's doing It's just what happens, I suppose. But yeah, so it's nice to be naive. Yeah. But then you become experienced and jaded. Well, I suppose the other thing as well is like, it's just to give it all your attention is the, is the other point. You know, when you're brand new to something and someone says, follow my steps, and you have absolutely no idea what they're going to do, you're like, bing, you know, you're so focused that nothing else is, because you're trying to do that. I think that focus is also a good thing to have. You know, if you've done it a hundred times, if you come to a yoga class and you've done your sun salutations a hundred times and I say, let's do some sun salutations and then I toss something in without telling you, how, you know, half the people end up where they, sh- where they think they should be because technically that's the next step. But I've tossed in an extra thing. Half the people listen, half the people don't or whatever. That's the difference between coming at it from like a beginner's mindset and just listening and following and coming at it from a I know what I'm doing mindset. I'm not saying that sometimes you just get into the flow, you know, you're just going for it. You know, I'm not saying you're not listening properly, but I just mean like, you know, there's a difference between that really focused concentration of really trying to, you know, get it right in a sense or follow the steps and then that one where you're like oh I'm I'm, you know I'm confident what I'm doing I'm just gonna go for it and neither one's right or wrong I'm not saying that it's wrong to be confident in what you're doing I just mean it's just a different way of thinking about it and sometimes it's nice to flip back to being a beginner I used to have a teacher that would say, right, do this sun salutation as if, it, as if it's the first time you've ever done one. People don't ask you that in sex, do they? You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> do like you don't have a clue. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. You better go because you've got to charge your mic up. Yes, I do. Stuff, so. Okay, well, I will talk to you later then. Yeah, thanks. I hope you're not too... It's, it's, yeah. Um, what a terrible goodbye that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rushed because you've got to go. So just, yeah, uh, see you later. See ya. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and then you won't miss any of the future episodes. There isn't one next week if you're listening in, you know, when these actually come out. But we'll be back in two weeks' time. You can follow me on Instagram at peterbrush underscore. You can follow Kayla on Instagram at Kayla McCormack Yoga. We're also both on Twitter. Just look for our names. If you've been enjoying the show for a while, great. Thanks for sticking around. Please do tell other people about the show if you enjoy it, because that way we can find other people that will also hopefully enjoy it. I assume you'd only recommend it to people that you think would like it. I do ask this every week, so you might hear this every week and think, yeah, I've already done that like 12 times. And if you have, you're an absolute hero. Right. See you next time. Thanks as ever and goodbye.